0: Head over to orbitaljigsaw.com forward slash BWO and sign up for the best media hosting and a PowerPress deluxe site to get your first month absolutely free. That's orbitaljigsaw.com forward slash BWO or just use the promo code BWO at checkout for your first month free. And with that said, enjoy the show. This is the IWGP junior heavyweight champion Will Ospreay and you are listening to Busted Wide Open. Thank you.
1: two three you're listening to the busted wide open podcast dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling with your hosts nick howell and sir ian dangerous coming to you from the orbital jigsaw network arena in sunny southern california Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, but if this is your first time joining the show, I'd like to welcome you to episode 172. My name is Nick Howell. And in
0: storing stories about company executives invading their own company on company TV with employees of that company and trying to poach employees from their company to join their company... I am Sir Ian Dangerous, and welcome back to Busted Wide Open. <laughs> and thank you for joining us today. I apologize yes. in advance for my voice; I lost it, lost lost it last night. Apparently, I'm Sasha Banksing as well. It's going to be a Where'd hell of a go? show today. Uh, <laughs> yes, sipping indeed. on that tea, sipping on that syrup, trying to get the voice back so we can perform the show properly today. And a show we have for you not only are we talking about Raw this week, but we are going to be discussing what happened in New Japan at Power Struggle. Which is which (laughs) which was pretty incredible. I can't wait to talk about that. Plus we've got some big news and some other news to talk about. Nick, there's a lot to discuss. NW Power, AAW Dark. Lots to talk about. But first, let's do our housekeeping and then we can get into the meat of the show.
1: Yes, indeed. Well, guys, you definitely want to come over and hang out on Facebook with us. Just search Facebook for Busted Wide Open, like our page, and send us a join request to our discussion group. That is the hub of our operation, where you can find all of the phenomenal ones hanging out in our discussion group. I know that makes Sir Ian Dangerous just cringe when I call everybody that. I'm still not there. I'm not there with it yet. (laughs) He hasn't gotten here yet. not there. Uh, But when you do join, you will, at the top, see pinned a link to our Discord server, You definitely want to get in there because we're trying to keep all the spoilers out of the group. Please, phenomenal ones, keep the spoilers at bay. But you can spoil away over on our Discord server because we have live chat channels in real time going on for every single show and every pay-per-view such as fuel rod uh, that AEW is having full this weekend. gear man professional get on with yes it. I'm on. sorry I'm sorry uh, and then as well as Survivor Series here in a couple of weeks so make sure not only do you get into our busted wide open discussion group on Facebook but you also get signed up for our discord community especially if you're a patron you get some really cool perks and roles and all kinds of good stuff being in the Discord server. So make sure you sign up for that. You can also find us over on Twitter and Instagram at BWO Podcast. Streaming live right here on YouTube at youtube.com slash busted wide open every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern and every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern. Twice a week, twice the content, twice the shows. We made it through Hell Month, Insert Ian Dangerous, in October, and we have big, big plans going forward for all of you guys. Last but certainly not least, we want to thank all of our patrons. Thank you guys very much for continuing to support this show and all that you guys do uh, to spread the word and contribute your hard-earned dollars every single month to this show. It means the absolute world to us. At uh, the beginning of every month and throughout every month, it's one of the most rewarding things uh, we see. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts for all of your support. And if you guys want to get in on some of those special perks, exclusives, you can head over to patreon.com BWO. Sign up for one of those uh, awesome reward tiers. To get access to show notes, the ability to ask and send in listener questions for our uh, patron mailbag series that goes on every Saturday Mm. after our main show at 3 o'clock, which we are absolutely loving, and we hope you guys are too. Uh, Bonus episodes at the $10 tier every month, the ability to do Skype calls with Sir Ian Dangerous and I at some of the higher tiers, all kinds of good stuff, sweet swag, you name it, we've got it over there at patreon.com slash BWO. Ian, there's... It would seem like there wasn't a lot to talk about outside of Raw, but if you think that, you'd be sorely mistaken. There's a lot that went down this weekend all the way up until about 30 minutes ago uh, with AEW Dark and NWA Power. There has been so much stuff going on, but we have to start things out, as we always do, with the big news. So... The big news
0: right now is has to do with what exactly happened on that plane in Saudi Arabia that chartered flight that got delayed due to quote unquote mechanical issues and caused most of the roster to be well all of the roster to be late getting back, but most of them to be stuck there for almost forty eight what fifty two hours they were stuck there uh so there's a lot been a lot of conjecture and rumor going on, and nothing has really been set in stone as far as what actually actually happened. We may never know what actually happened, but certainly there was a lot of speculation as to what did go down. Thanks to uh, multiple different media outlets. Most of them <laughs> wrestling journalists, as well as the social media we'll do posts. air
1: quotes and say wrestling journalists. <laughs> well,
0: I mean, there's, there's, legi- I mean, all from everything from, you know, joke pages like ringside news, where you can't take yeah. seriously all the way up to like Meltzer and PW insider uh, reporting, That that they thought something fishy had happened, Uh, and then you had the wrestlers posting snarky comments on on social media, and uh, the whole thing. And then you had like people that were in the know, quote unquote, in WWE saying that they had the scoop on what happened. Uh, And then we there was a report once they all got back here that there was disgruntlement about how it went down because apparently. Uh, there was a there was a lot of bad feelings with all the wrestlers that were left behind, or most most of them. Uh, there was well, a was sense it not of,
1: top twenty. I think was the trending hashtag there. Low morale.
0: Like yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> not a, a hashtag poor because WWE released a statement in which they said some of the more enterprising superstars, twenty of the most more enterprising superstars, had chartered their own plane when the major charter plane that they all were on was yep. delayed, and those superstars got back before everybody else. The way that the press release was framed made it sound like everybody else was lazy or just didn't want to front the money to get back there on time. The fact of the matter is, the people on that flight didn't get back on time either, and they ended up just right. going to New York, where the show was today, to, to, to Long Island. Well, Long Island. Long Island. And uh, so th- so then you had people, wrestlers that were on the plane that was left behind, tweeting out stuff, snarky stuff about the company kind of crapping on them while they were stuck, you know, not able to get home for Halloween and, uh, unable to wrestle and everything else. And, you know, being stuck in an airport for that long sucks. So a lot of the speculation about what happened with the plane had to do with, if there was some kind of skullduggery on the part of the Saudi Arabian government, uh, yeah. there was a rumor that Vince McMahon had not gotten paid for previous shows in Saudi Arabia, and as a result, uh, he cut the feed, the Saudi Arabian feed, until they paid him, and uh, that pissed off the prince, and he screwed WWE back by by telling the airport to delay the flight. That was one rumor. Uh, <laughs> that was actually one that was started by an ex employee of WWE who used to be a Spanish announced table commentator, I believe. So yeah, I, some of these, uh, some of the sources were strange for these. Um, another one was that it was a combination of elements within the Saudi government being uh, unhappy about the women's match and just kind of just delaying the flight a little bit all the way up to like some people saying that it was a full on hostage situation and they were negotiating for the release of their wrestlers. Um, having parsed through all of the stuff out there and the sources for all of them, what it sounds like to me is a mechanical malfunction and WWE just not handling it that well in terms of press or their own staff
1: they i think they did fine they put out a very bland generic press release stating exactly that that there were there were mechanical issues on the plane and we were wait, working with atlas airlines to resolve them and
0: atlas airlines did did apologize themselves i'm not sure why yes. a billion dollar corporation would apologize for mechanical failure if it didn't happen but my exactly. issue is more of that ww crapping on its employees was a was a bad move on their part and as a result they had to have a meeting this week where the talent was all brought together and talked to by management, including Triple H. Now, this was reported by several sources, including Dave Meltzer of Wrestling Observer, as including a speech from Seth Rollins. That was kind of a, quote, raw, raw speech where he tried to get everyone back on board and may have said something about uh, morale and, you know, hey, everyone tow the company line. Right. And uh, that it wasn't, re- was, quote, wasn't received well. And uh, Seth didn't come across as a locker room leader, kind of dissing on Seth Rollins, who, in Seth Rollins fashion, took to Twitter and uh, immediately burned down Dave Meltzer, yep. uh, saying, uh, Meltzer, you are at best a purveyor of misinformation or at worst an outright vindictive liar. I hope it's the former. Uh, and Meltzer, of course, you know, in, in true Meltzer fashion, backed off and said, I'm just, hey, I mean, I'm quoting my sources. Meanwhile, Brian Alvarez. Uh, came back at Seth saying, "Hey Seth, your main event on Raw this week drew 1.8 million. Uh, not a good look for you, buddy." So while they're all squabbling, Seth Rollins ends up giving an interview to Fightful.com, in which he says uh, that there there was a uh, there was a meeting. Uh, let's see, uh, Triple H and Vince commended the talent for their conduct in a tough spot and fielded questions and allowed anyone to voice their feelings on the matter. Some talent spoke up. I said zero words. I made no speech. Pretty simple. And right before we went on air for the show, Meltzer did apologize, saying he doesn't want to spread in misinformation. Apparently, he'd, yeah. heard, he'd heard wrong. So he apologized to Seth. So that's where we're at with <laughs> this whole bizarre situation. Um, my, my, The things that are left questions for me, Nick, and I'm not sure if you have any questions about this leftover. I know um, oh, Okay. Well, I have questions. Okay. Is anyone going to be in trouble for their social media rants? AJ Styles, Dash Wilder, um, uh, Carl Anderson, Carl Curtis, Anderson Axel, Curtis Axel, uh, people, people yeah. that that did speak up, you know, or was it yep. all squashed in this meeting? Or can you ever squash stuff like that?
1: Really, nothing visceral was said or revealed, or like. Th- Nobody knows except Vince and the talent. So, I mean, there's probably NDAs in their contracts. You know, They might not even know. When you're sitting on a plane for 36 hours, if it's that bad, they're going to get you off that plane. So that's that's where the only discrepancy that I see. I've been on a plane that literally could not fly, and it was going to take them two days to get the parts in and get it repaired. You know what they did? They put us on another plane.
0: Right. But you weren't in, you
1: sit on the plane for thirty six hours.
0: But you weren't in Saudi Arabia. I mean, at, you know, on a charter. Was,
1: no, but I mean, it was like San Jose. So I mean, it's not far off. <laughs> Shots fired!
0: Shots fired at San Jose! Damn, Nick. Uh, well, anyway, so that is that is the big news, Nick. Is just all of that kerfuffle going on, Seth Rollins. Uh, in some more hot water with the IWC, like for some reason, everyone's still kind of crapping on his head. It's interesting. I did see a post at one point comparing his current tweets and his attitude right now to Roman Reigns at the height of his hatred and how they both kind of have this almost antagonistic, uh, Twitter personality right now. Right. Which is bizarre. And I'm wondering if there is any connection there. But uh, anyway,
1: impending corporate Rollins uh, role here coming soon uh, with this, it feels like there's a heel turn beginning. And I don't know whether that's intentional or not, but man, I, I know there's a lot of stuff we got to talk about that went down on raw here in a minute, but um, I'm starting to get the impressions that there's, there's a, is it a corporate Seth? Is, you know, we used to have corporate Kane, We had corporate stone cold corporate rock. And they were all sort of healy, douchey characters. And I'm, I'm getting that kind of vibe off of Seth. My gut's telling me something's up here. So I, I don't know. A lot to do with these tweets with Meltzer and the other stuff that's been that, going on. That,
0: that sounds like hashtag Nickbooking to me.
1: It does. But, uh, it, uh, yeah. Fair news
0: because <laughs> I, yeah. to me it just, it just seems like Seth's getting frustrated with being top guy because it's a tough position to be in but yeah. uh, that wasn't the only tough position Seth had this week but to discuss everything else we got to go and talk about Monday Night
1: Raw Well, just as they did on Friday night SmackDown, Monday night Raw opened up with a parade of uh, limousine SUVs pulling in, only to see Triple H get out. And we almost knew immediately, we had our hunches that we were going to get another NXT invasion, this time on Raw, to cover the bases. Uh, But when Triple H got out, it kind of went, yep, that's exactly what we're going to have tonight. And uh, throughout the course of the show, we pretty much did. NXT invaded Raw um, Seth Rollins came out and and dressed in all black, nothing on the shirts, no prints, no burn Aww. it down, no nothing. Just looks like a sad panda,
0: almost, almost sad. And, Seth. And, and
1: and no Fisher Price strap around his waist either. Um, pondering his future. What uh, is and, next?
0: What is next for Seth Rollins?
1: N- am I going next. to
0: am I going to burn it down, or am I going to survive and prevail?
1: God, it was so on the nose. <laughs> of course, it is. Oh, uh, luckily Triple H came out to save it, and I thought this was one of the better things that happened on Raw. This exchange. Well, because uh, they
0: think, actually, you know what's you know what's nice about this, Nick, is that it's yeah. long term storytelling. You're you're They were referencing the fact, and Triple H did, and they do this a lot with Triple H and Seth in particular, which is why yeah. it's always great is Triple H goes, you know, your entire career, whenever you're at a crossroads, somehow I'm involved. Whether it's, you don't know what's coming next, and then I help you win the NXT championship for the first time. You don't know what's coming next, I help you form the shield. You don't know what's coming next, you betray the shield, and you're the WWE champion. Uh, Although it doesn't say the betray the shield part, because we don't want to have Seth boot any more than he's already getting. Right. Uh, You know, and then the next time you're at a crossroads, I help you become the universal champion. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um... He brings up this history and 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 it's one of the things that they should really try to do more often with WWE and their storytelling is if there's a lot of history don't forget it. Like that actually makes things feel more rich and more complicated and more interesting and it engages it makes us.
1: us all more invested because we've sure. all been along for this ride for the last 6 or so years. I mean Seth was Mr. FCW before NXT and Triple H picked him up and kind of anointed him as, you know, the next big thing. Post punk, yep. post Cena, right? So I, I, I just, I love the thing I liked about this, and and here's how I want to title together. Christopher Nolan has a quote that always stuck with me over time about movie audiences, and he said, "I don't, I want to treat the audience as if they're smart. I don't want to explain the plot to them via exposition in a film. I don't want to waste minutes in a film explaining the plot to them, right? And I, I think that." they could have trimmed a little bit of this stuff off in this speech because most of us that are watching today, I think have been along for this ride, at least for the last five or so years. And we've witnessed Seth, uh, in his time in NXT, and we've witnessed him come up with the shield and we've witnessed the turn and we've witnessed the cash in and the championship run, the heel ride, the, you know, being becoming coming. We've been along for this ride. So I, I like the way that they did this. Um, I just wish that they had trimmed it off just a little bit. It got a little bit long-winded. Well, uh, I love trying the, to build the suspense of it.
0: I love that you quoted Chris Nolan as saying, "You know, don't explain it too much to your audience when you're talking about WWE, because it's the opposite of their philosophy." Sure, <laughs> it's explain everything like you're like you're playing to kids because they are they're playing to children. And throughout a lot of the matches on this on this car, up to, up throughout WWE, always they tell you what to think and what you're seeing, right? They tell you specifically what you're seeing, so there is no subtlety here. I would love it yeah. if there was more, and certainly it's more interesting and more mature when there's more. But that's not that's not their style. Yeah, um, the, the eight
1: year olds aren't going to understand the last five six years, right? Right. Yeah.
0: So. Here we have Triple H coming out and saying, "Hey, you know what? Look at your look where you're going. Look what you have to look forward to, and look at look to your past when you're making this decision, because NXT is here, and if you want, we got a place for you. But to help you make your decision, here's the Undisputed Era standing along the edge of the ring. Um, so you're either with me or against me. What's it going to be?" Draped
1: in gold, by the way. <laughs> well, they I
0: don't think they didn't have all their belts, but you know what I mean. They had yeah. the shirts.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and uh, as Seth was pondering. The OC came out for some reason. The heels came out to save Seth, and they chased off the undisputed era. Out came Dijak and uh, and Damian Priest, and there was a huge scuffle. Out came the 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 low the undercard of the Raw roster to chase off the NXT guys.
1: Oh, it's and- Long Island, you know. Zack Ryder is going to make an appearance at some point. Woo, that's woo, a good woo. you
0: know what I hadn't thought about that that is a good yeah, point. The Nassau why,
1: Coliseum. It's, it's his backyard. That's
0: was was all over the yeah. show. Even yeah. he couldn't get this audience to pop though cuz this audience was freaking <laughs> terrible. Terrible. <laughs> Long Island you should be ashamed. You oh. can't even do an Adam Cole baby. Ashamed. Uh, but that being said they this don't led watch NXT. to This this led to. Well, there was there was a couple of very mild chants but this that was it was sad. Yeah. It was a sad sad crowd.
1: Before you go on, one more thing I'll, I want to throw in here real quick. When the OC came out, I had that moment. I was like, "Is this where Finn comes out?" I thought it was going to happen, nah. but it didn't. So I, I think that they're I not. going to I keep have waiting things. for that moment f- because we had. I keep hanging on to that locker room moment we had back at SummerSlam, where no, the, the OC God. walked in. You, just want, into you, Finn you want
0: your prediction to come true? This is nothing. Of to course, do with- I do.
1: Oh God, I'm
0: invested. Yeah, you're invested <laughs> in you yourself. You know how much
1: time I put into that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's your fault that's not that's the audience's fault that's not our fault I know. so no I'm sorry you didn't get your your Finn Balor hashtag me wrestling. yet. But, uh, but after this segment Seth Rollins confronts Triple H in the back and says look if you want me back at NXT I'm coming in as the top guy so give me a title shot if I win the title I'll come back to NXT Triple H goes I like the way you think uh, you got it you and Adam Cole in the main event love it and sure enough, we had Seth Rollins versus Adam Cole. Bay Bay. I, I'd say Bay Bay, but they didn't say it in in Long Island. So uh, anyway, so we had that match. It was fine. I don't think it was as good as the Daniel Bryan match.
1: No. Uh, nowhere unfortunately,
0: near. Unfortunately, nowhere near. I'm not sure who booked it. I'm not sure what the thought was because uh, Cole looked a lot smaller than Seth and should have probably made it feel like more of an upset at first as opposed to fighting upwards. But yeah, that's just me. Um, but it but it ended with uh, looking like Seth Rollins was going to win, Triple H stands up the Undisputed Era pops out from underneath the ring and uh, Kyle O'Reilly shows Seth Rollins what a knee to the face is supposed to look like and uh, then the beatdown commences and a giant brawl ends the show fairly awkwardly because apparently they didn't know when they were supposed to get over by the side of the ring to catch Ricochet who did a beautiful shooting star press off the top rope and the show went to black with Mr. Keith Lee Doing a somersault over the top rope onto everybody and that, that everyone's a
1: somersault. That that it, was a tope.
0: <laughs> it's actually called the the meteor is the name of the of the oh, movie. Oh, okay. Uh,
1: <laughs> that but, man uh, should not be able to do that. I'm just there's a lot well, of things he should not be able to, to do. Welcome to Keith Lee. Good God, he's amazing. Uh,
0: oh, but I love right? that I love that, that was the way that we went to dark on yeah. the show because immediately it's
1: chaos out here. Keith Lee's going over the top rope. We'll see you next week. <laughs>
0: That should be a thing.
1: Keith Lee's doing the meteor. We're out of time. Yeah, we got to uh, go. We'll see
0: you next week. Yes. See you next week. I'll, I'll come back. Uh, oh, yes. I loved watching social media and online blow up of people that hadn't seen Keith Lee, people that don't watch NXT, uh, be like, who the hell was that guy? What did he do? What was that? I was, was beautiful. <laughs> loved it. Uh, so at the end of the day, they were selling it like Triple H was the Cerebral Assassin, and here was Seth Rollins playing into Triple H's hands. Either way, Triple H wins. You either get Seth Rollins back in NXT or NXT wins. It looked like, at the end of the day, though, Triple H was screwing over Seth for some reason, so he didn't really want Seth back in NXT. Okay, hashtag WWE logic. Also hashtag WWE logic. Uh, suppose this was going to be an NXT invasion, and yet the only thing NXT did was kind of like, scuffle around a little bit after Triple H confronted Seth, and then scuffle uh, like in, a, in a brawl at the end of the show. Right, And we had like a couple of other small things, but this wasn't like SmackDown, where they were everywhere. And they were trying to portray that as, well, Raw is not a depleted roster. They're not invading when everyone's overseas. Right. But yet, we never saw that full roster. We never saw NXT even threatening that roster. And when they did come out, it wasn't like they were... It wasn't like they were sneakily like, trying to figure out ways to still get it raw. It was just kind of random. So they didn't yeah. I don't I don't think, Nick, and maybe you had a different opinion on this. I don't feel like they sold this whole idea of NXT is invading and they're they're confronting raw, but they're having to be careful about it because it's a full roster. I didn't feel that at all.
1: No, and I think that they failed to do this on Friday as well, and I brought it up on our Saturday show. It didn't quite feel like a true invasion. Until we got to the very end where uh, mm-hmm. NXT roster is standing tall and Triple H has got his arms around Shayna and Adam Cole. And it's just, we are in it. You know, just, it did not feel like they were just running rough shot through the back locker rooms and all that stuff like they normally do leading up to Survivor I don't Series need that. with I don't Raw need and to. SmackDown.
0: But that, I hate that kind of stupid gang warfare thing where all of a sudden, like, they're just, they want to beat people up and they're, and they're all acting like heels running around in the backstage beating up anyone they see. Yeah. Because that seems very against a lot of their characters. The Smackdown invasion seemed to make sense because they were just walking out there and challenging Smackdown stars to a match, like, hey, I can beat you. See? I beat you. Uh, you know, running in and making themselves part of the match, like with the women's tag match. Uh, you know, and like it felt like an
1: invasion. Uh but that, I, don't, you, I, don't, I don't know how think it th- would
0: actually happen. How it would actually Yeah, but I don't work.
1: think they got across that they're a real threat. So I felt that's I felt what like I was hoping for. It
0: felt like more of a threat on SmackDown than they did on raw which i guess 100% complete guess is what I'm agreement
1: saying. with you there and and i think that they didn't quite get it there on smackdown either which i talked about on saturday but th- they definitely didn't get it across last night on raw no and i i want i want that we've got two more weeks so let's see what continues to to develop but i want raw and smackdown to feel threatened by nxt because this is the first time ever that we're having all three brands i'm going to do it Oh facing off and going ahead in head-to-head competition. Hey, going head-to-head, <laughs> direct, to head direct, direct co- competition. Head-to-head, it head-to-head it right. and direct competition. Sorry, you'll never
0: yes. be Michael Cole. You'll never be Michael Cole. <laughs> no,
1: I. All right. Nor we... do I aspire to be. <laughs> Fair enough.
0: Well, before we move on, Rowan shirt watch.
1: Rowan shirt watch. Rowan shirt watch. Oh, it was a good one this week too, dude. I actually
0: he stumped me for a second. I was like, "What the hell is he wearing?"
1: It's the and damn Yankees th- of metal. I
0: had to. <laughs> I. Yeah. Oh, dude, don't don't saddle them like that.
1: It's no. the super group. Come it's on. a super
0: group, but not the Nugent yeah. super group, man. Come on. Oh, okay. <laughs> fine. Jeez. Uh, then I caught the MA. I mean, at least at least they're the they're the traveling wheelberries of metal or something like that.
1: Okay, sure. All right. The,
0: the, the Swiss temple Family of the Robinson. Dog. You know, the Temple of the Dog of metal.
1: <laughs> temple of the Dog. That's a good one. Thank you. Which? Hey, yeah. and Temple of a, Dog Ziggler.
0: Temple of the Dog Ziggler. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah uh no it was metal allegiance metal allegiance which is a super good uh, uh st- formed by mark Mengi, and then he went and got dave david ellison from megadeth alex bass skolnick, yep alex skolnick the guitar player from testament and mike portnoy mike freaking portnoy from dream theater
1: my my personal idol drummer
0: right Just- as a drummer yourself yes so wow nice uh <sighs> I had a dig for that one, man. I was actually not aware of these guys, and now I'm like jamming on them. So
1: no, Portnoy's been doing this world tour for about the last five to ten years of just doing. Like he was, he did a he did an album with Avenged Sevenfold. He's playing. He did the what's the thing with the big um, Mr. Big guy, uh, the Winery Dogs. He did a it's a three-man, three man three three piece setup called the Winery Dog. He's just been doing all kinds of stuff as a not a studio drummer, but just like yeah, I'm gonna go do this band and then I'll go do this band and. <laughs> He wanted barely, to go do a bunch of other stuff, and that's why he forward. ended up leaving Dream Theater.
0: Oh well, that's a bummer because Dream Theater's great, but you know, yeah. he'll be back.
1: They still are. They got Mangini out of retirement. All him, so right, <laughs> back to the wrestling. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Dog Ziggler. <laughs> I agree. Back to the wrestling. We had another bit of uh, NXT Invasion. It was announced that we would be having a triple threat. Uh, all three women's champions are officially facing each other: Becky Lynch, Bailey, and Shayna Baszler. And Bailey, uh, Becky was being uh, interviewed about this and who should step in. And by the way, I, I loved how they shot this because at first mm-hmm. you had Charlie Caruso there interviewing Becky, and you cut to Becky's face, and you just hear Shayna's voice going, Charlie, would you step aside? I'm going to take your seat. And you have a shot of just this, the figure, the shoulder coming into frame, and then you just, you just see the title sitting down, and then boom, there's Shayna's face staring at Becky and saying, hey, how you doing, Beck? I've heard about you. I'm good friends with Rhonda. I'm not Rhonda. I'm here to take your limbs. And Becky comes back and saying, Good, you want to go to war with me? Let's go to war. And this ends in a nice little face-off. Uh, first of all, I loved this. A little overproduced. A little overproduced.
1: No, I thought it was shot brilliantly.
0: But it was, it was it, yeah. But a little yeah. bit. It was a little <laughs> a little much. But I didn't oh, but mind. I'm that.
1: a ham for this kind of stuff. I, sure. I absolutely love it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this it was it was dramatic. I loved it. Both the both the ladies nailed their promos. Uh, and that face to face at the end gave me the little little bit of the gooseies little bit of the goosies. I can't Bailey, wait to see these Bailey's a lot. little
1: bit of an afterthought here, too, right? But that's not exactly. The
0: idea. Exactly. They They both said, well, we got our eye on Bailey, but I'm here for you. And I'm like, well, then why have Bailey? Like, I don't want to even want to see Bailey. I want to see these two. I, mean, I want Bailey I mean,
1: to continue to heal it up. And go, I'm not getting in the ring with that idiot. You know, well, something like that.
0: I would love to see what they do with Bailey. How do they make Bailey relevant here? Because yeah. right now... She's freaking irrelevant. She even tried to tweet out, well, you guys think I'm an afterthought. You guys are kind of going to keep your eye on me. You should keep your eye on me because I'm the only woman that's won every title, every woman's title in the company, And which Becky shut her down right away because Becky is Twitter god. She shut her right down and said, complain to the manager, Karen.
1: Right. It's and, ma'am. <laughs> right. It's... <laughs>
0: You know, like that's the thing. Sorry, Bailey, she's right. Like you are kind of irrelevant right now. They've got to do something to book Bailey to make her relevant in this. Because after that segment, I don't give a crap about Bailey in this. Nope. And they I don't didn't think anybody do does. they didn't do Bailey any favors by saying that we'll keep our eye on her. You know. So I'm,
1: I'm, I, how can they? I'm think, mostly concerned how how Charlotte's going to figure out her way to get into this.
0: Oh, stop it! No, she's she's busy doing some other garbage <laughs> stuff. We'll get to in a little bit.
1: Yeah. Uh, how do how
0: do you think they can fix the Bailey dynamic here? How can they um, make
1: the did, so did she didn't have any interactions? I'm I don't remember if Shayna confronted her at all on Friday night on SmackDown. She couldn't have Bailey was was Bailey Bailey was there. Bailey was taken out by Shayna Baszler.
0: A... Bailey was taken out by Shayna Baszler after her match. Right,
1: right, right, right. I, oh, that's right. She was the first one to come out during the yeah. uh, for the invasion. Shayna needed her to death.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's my yeah. point. Is Bailey looks like a goon now? She got KO'd right. by Shayna. And now but I don't, I don't know if this Becky. is
1: about Bailey getting left behind. I think what it would have been better is if Shayna had done something similar to Becky. As much as I loved this face off, I think it would have been a more equal footing to have Shayna blindside Becky as well, either after a match or somewhere backstage uh to make Shayna look like the dominant one and make it feel threatening that oh no, here's Shayna to take down our beloved Becky Lynch.
0: I think that would have been redundant. It's like we can't think of sure. anything else to do with her besides have her do the same thing she did to Bailey and then you have to have both women fighting upwards on Shayna. What you can do now though is have Bailey attack one or both of them at some point. Sure. Have Bailey invade NXT and take out Shayna. All of a sudden, Bailey's relevant again.
1: Right? That'd be brilliant.
0: Have her have her get back on Shayna at some point. And then all of a sudden, Bailey's relevant. Wait, Bailey just KO'd Shayna? Damn. All right, maybe we yep. do have to have Bailey in the conversation here. Bailey needs to step up and and show that she needs to be, uh, she should be in this match because at this totally. point, I don't think anyone wants her here.
1: And not on Twitter. D- do it on the show.
0: No, don't don't face off with Becky on Twitter. It's a bad idea. N- no. Um. Next, also we had a uh, another big piece of Survivor Series news. Uh, mm-hmm. Nick, brace yourself. Get a tissue. Yep. <clears throat> The Viking Raiders, first, I mean, we'll, we'll touch on this. They had a match against the East Hampton Polo Boys, okay, and squashed them. Uh, but after that, it was announced that they would face not only the SmackDown Tag Team Champions the Revival, but also the Undisputed Era at Survivor Series. Triple Threat Tag Team Match, Viking Raiders. I'm waiting for you to say War Machine. Viking Raiders. War Machine. There it is. Okay, I, I, you're you're so happy about this. I did it. Didn't trigger you this time. That's <sighs> that's, how, ladies and gentlemen. That is how much Nick is nutting himself over this. Is that I couldn't even trigger him to do his War Machine response by saying Viking Raiders, Viking Raiders, undisputed era revival, tag team triple threat at Survivor Series. Nick, how you feeling over there, buddy?
1: If you had told, the only way this could get better is to be made a four way and put war, um, the Good Brothers in there as well. But War Machine versus Red Dragon versus The Revival in a triple threat tag match. I mean, just, oh, 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 oh my goodness. This mm-hmm. is th- this could very sneakily steal the, the entire show.
0: I don't uh, think sneakily. With, with these six guys. <laughs> I don't think like, sneakily at all. This is going to be good. Give them 18 minutes and just sit back and, and let things happen. Here's the one thing, though, I might spoil it for you, Nick. What's that? Uh, uh, Friday Night Smackdown this week. There's a tag team match between the Revival and the New Day. Oh no! New Day could take the titles from Revival. It could be the New no! Day and themselves into this. I mean, Don't you that's put still that a on me, match. Ricky Bobby?
1: That's still a really good match, right? Yeah, but it's not the Revival. I want the Revival. I've, I've seen <laughs> the New Day in everything for the last six years. Uh-huh. I want I want some Revival love, especially against War Machine. <laughs> Come on, guys. Hashtag Let it happen. for wrestling me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm just going <laughs> to change buddy. my sorry picture sorry out to the, that the out cat for you, But
0: I'm helping you brace yourself in case it happens.
1: That ain't going to happen. <laughs> what I don't I, think that's going to happen.
0: Oh, Nick, never say never. Mm. Never say never. Brace I'm yourself. Saying son. Never.
1: I'm saying I said I don't think that's going to happen.
0: I didn't think that you could have Brock Lesnar beaten up by Rey Mysterio, but then again, that happened as well. Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman out at the uh, near top of the show to run down the Long Island audience, which was beautiful, saying uh, Brock Lesnar is going to come out there. He could come out there and slap every single one of you guys across the face, and none of you would have the balls to slap him back. Probably true. Uh, And uh, then they said, we're going to find Rey, and we're going to go through anyone it takes to get to him.
1: And we got voice cracking Brock back. Where's Ray? <laughs> Ray! Where are you? Um, the other interesting uh, thing about this
0: is they tried, Paul tried to make sense of the whole uh, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross trade and kind of implied that Raw got Brock for that, which, okay, thank you, Paul, for trying to make hashtag WWLogic work. Um, yeah. Cool. They said Brock has a no-cut contract, basically meaning that you can't fire him, which is interesting because that could lead to some uh, issues down the road if Brock really does something sideways and they let him go or fire him or something weird happens. I don't know. Right. That seems like a, a strange uh, assertment to make. Anyway, so Brock is terrorizing the backstage area, throwing people around, ripping off car doors or trying to uh and then ends up coming back out going to the announce table and they threaten jerry the king lawler and paul Heyman with the line of the night says jerry tell us where ray is or brock will kill you and uh, once again you'll die on air and won't be able to be resuscitated which was heavy but dio madden stepped up to brock
1: that's a big boy i didn't realize mom, how big oh, he dio's was big dio's
0: big yeah <laughs> uh yeah, no, his, as he said on Twitter, his mama didn't raise no punk. Might no. have raised a dummy, but he didn't, she didn't raise no punk. Uh, he got right up in Brock's face and ate an F5 onto the table for it and was out for the rest of the night. That was nice to see, though. Like, a nice little bit of booking where Brock takes out the announcer who can actually eat a bump and make it look good. Like, that was all right, cool. But while Brock's busy with Dio, out comes Rey Mysterio with a pipe, a lead pipe, and goes after Brock's knees. Using his head. Yes, Ray. And then uh, clocks him in the head with his own championship title and goes to the back and cuts a promo saying, you mess with my family, Brock. I'm going to mess with you. I challenge you to a title match at Survivor Series. And late, later in the evening, Brock, who was limping out of there, accepted. So Ray versus Brock. We're not having Fiend versus Brock at Survivor Series for obvious reasons. We're instead having Ray versus Brock. What do you think about that?
1: Um, I want to love it. I'm terrified it's going to end about as fast as Kofi Kingston did.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep. My my thoughts exactly. They're and doing a great build I, on this. I, I,
1: I, I, I can't find skeptical optimism in this, unfortunately. But I, as much as I would love to see little Ray and Brock Lesnar just go at it and him just spinning and flipping and going crazy all over Brock Lesnar, it ain't going to happen. This is going to catch Lesnar him. He's going to F-5 him to to, to hell, and, and he's going to win. It's going to be over. Yeah. Tom.
0: So um oh and, and Andy asked in the chat, Brock didn't get didn't quit, he was traded. No, he quit and then because he can't be he can't quit WWE, right, raw raw quote unquote absorbed his contract. It's just just it's WWE, just go just, with just,
1: it. Just just go with it.
0: Just go with it. They just yeah. They wanted just that to let happen. Let it happen. They they <laughs> they said we need this to happen and they made up an excuse afterwards. I never really figured out what the excuse was and just <laughs> <laughs> just were like, ah, you guys figured it out. Yeah. Um, okay, but here's the thing. This is another instance where we're going to like the build a lot better than we like the, the final match. Like Samoa oh, yeah. Joe versus Brock Lesnar, right? The build was great. The match, eh, it's a Brock match. Yeah. It's going to happen again here. I'm just going to enjoy the build and try not to think too hard about it.
1: I'll be impressed if it goes longer than five minutes, to be honest. Oh,
0: Jesus. That's a, if that's it even
1: a, lasts that long.
0: I was going to say, that's a high number, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> that's a very high number.
1: So that's that is Brock
0: and Ray. I'm I'll, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be entertained how we get there, but probably it's not gonna pay off.
1: I'm, uh, I'm wondering I'm just, where Dominic comes burned. back into this. Do, does he show up and, and screw Brock somehow? You know, does Ray end up with the title again because Dominic sneaks a low blow in? There all there is all those possibilities too. But Dominic's out of commission as far as we know until look, we're told differently.
0: Brock's schedule is always like he'll he'll mess around. You know, in the time before Survivor Series, and then he's gone yeah. after Survivor Series until some sometime after Royal Rumble. So, if he keeps the title here, then we won't see the title up. You know, for a few months. Ray, in my opinion, should win here. Champ Ray, who can drop it to anyone on your roster at any time, yeah, and have it always be in jeopardy, and then you can salt it off back to Seth maybe or whoever. Um, that to me sounds like a better idea, and you can have Ray win using this new vicious streak of his. Or Dominic can interfere. I'd say Kane, but I think he's off having surgery. You know, you can figure out a way to put it on Ray, and then Brock can just take it back when he comes back because that's what Brock does. But at least have it around.
1: Do you think it's, putting it's it right on there. Ray gets some of that goodwill back that they lost with uh, taking it off of Kofi? Or is that just done?
0: Uh, it, it would kind of get it back, but except that people would then be like, why did you take it off Kofi in the first place? Just for the Kane match?
1: so yeah, right yeah so yeah that was that i i don't have a lot of hope in it i'm really enjoying the build of it but i like you said i don't know that uh if this is going to end well for any of us unless some real shenanigans are at play by the time we uh we finally get to that match but yeah booked now Rey mysterio versus brock lesnar for the wwe championship of survivor series well Yay. that's and that's.
0: Yay! And now we get into the part of the show that's uh, not quite as not quite as entertaining. Rusev uh, was supposed to have a match with Bobby Lashley, but Lashley came out to announce that apparently uh, he pulled a groin muscle, banging Lana. <laughs> um, all right, great.
1: It, 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 something was had he been hanging out with Ric Flair for the the earlier in the evening?
0: Russia Banks disease. At any right. rate, we ended up with a with a Bobby uh, Bobby Lashley. Also, you don't, not you're compete. not on
1: crutches when you pull a groin. For the, for the record. Thanks, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Thought I'd put that on.
0: Uh, yeah, apparently, Rusev didn't know either because he ended up having to have a match with with uh, Drew McIntyre. And, uh, of course, Bobby Lashley got involved at the end, hit him with the crutch. Drew McIntyre took a powder and said, I don't want nothing to do with this. He took off. And just as Rusev was fighting back against Bobby Lashley, out of nowhere, RKO. And Randy Orton's involved in this, too. And then Ricochet comes out for the save. What? So we got the dregs of Team Hogan and Team Flair still having some business. Was this? Are we just killing time here before Survivor Series, or what? What? What's going on here, man?
1: I, I wanted to enjoy Rusev and Drew McIntyre. Damn it! You know that that's a good match. Let those two have at each other. But no, I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if this is going to continue to like. We haven't built the teams for Survivor Series yet and sure. I think they're going to probably continue to do this kind of stuff mm-hmm. for the next two to three weeks as we get to Survivor Series. There you go. So that, that's my hunch. This is all Survivor Series stuff. We're going to get a reincarnation of Team Hogan and Team Flair exactly. in some way for Team Red, Team Blue. It'll be interesting to see what they do for, for NXT as well. So,
0: I think NXT is more like, like we have a better idea of who's going to be on that team than we do for uh, Raw and SmackDown. But at any rate, yes, I think this is definitely keeping everyone in the mix for yep. those uh, Survivor Series teams. We also had the OC with a match against the Street Profits and Humberto Carrillo, who uh, ended up eating a pin from AJ Styles, even though AJ did have his feet on the ropes. Um, is this more Survivor Series build, or is this an ongoing feud with the Street Profits and the OC? Um,
1: uh, you Are know we what's really weighing Carrillo on me for here for is that they keep they keep burying Umberto Carrillo and this this is gonna, a burial.
0: If AJ needs to use the ropes to beat him, that's not a burial. I don't think
1: uh, well this is like his third loss now in three. Yeah, but, matches? AJ, yeah, but yeah,
0: but not none of them I mean, have been really that clean.
1: Uh, I, I'm just I'm I'm making a, a kind of an observation here. Like you sure. you've got this guy, you're dressing him up like the new White Ranger, and he's gonna be this bright, shiny new baby face that you're gonna bring out and build, yet he's just gonna lose continuously. Mm. To
0: AJ so Styles. That's
1: my concern right. here is is with that. Uh, it, him and AJ, I could watch for an hour. You know, just let those two guys go. It's gonna be oh, fantastic. Yeah. So every time if that's they what it ends then. up being at Survivor Series, all in. Fantastic.
0: But again, both of these matches, the Rusev McIntyre match and this match, crowd was dead. They just didn't care. And I, I, I can't say that it's all on the crowd, even though like, it frustrates me when that happens. Uh, I can't say it's all on them, because there's no stakes to either of these matches. There really were no stakes. There was no, like, okay, why are we having this match? Why should we care? There was none of that. And that's part of the problem with WWE booking, is you've got to give an audience a reason to care. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to get an audience like this Long Island audience, where they're just going to sit there on their hands.
1: So, Plus, we had like 30 minutes worth of back-and-forth bullshit before the match ever started. Uh, with the prophets in Carrillo standing at the top of the ramp and no, say it in Spanish so it sounds like you mean it, Umberto. <laughs> Just, yeah. Just Pain- get in the ring and fight. Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: and if that wasn't what killed it, it might have been the women's tag match from earlier in the night, which was Natalia and Charlotte versus the Kabuki Warriors, which, first of all, was a horribly worked match, including at one point where Charlotte was basically in her own corner and Natty had to step backwards in order, in order to not make the damn tag. Uh, and then just, just not a whole lot of chemistry between the two teams at all. Even like Oscar and Charlotte weren't working well together. Like I don't know what was going on here.
1: No, we we talked at the in, in the Discord channel during Raw last night about how Charlotte looked like she just couldn't be bothered. Like right? This was this was beneath her, and and I don't know if that was some kind of work uh, to to give that off. But when now that I've seen the finish, I am just doubly scratching my head, going, "What the actual f?" Was this all about?
0: Yeah, because Oscar. you could
1: have very easily built this into something. You could have ended up with it, you know, uh, culminating in Charlotte versus Oscar 2.0, and yep. you know, had this great grand match at Survivor Series, and could have done, you know, Evil Kana versus Charlotte. You know, have all this stuff, but no, you have Natty tap out Oscar, Oscar, not Kyrie, Oscar.
0: The second time ever, I believe, that Asuka's ever tapped out. The first time was to Charlotte at WrestleMania to break her streak. Immediate and it's just, and we, yeah. do it, we do it on a nothing tag match on a random Raw. What in the actual hell was this? Why do women tag team champions have to suck? Why do they have to be losers when they have the belts? I don't, I don't understand have... this
1: mentality. I was enjoying this Raw last night for the 90% of it I was enjoy- I was really having a good time. It was time fine. It was a one- fine show. It was not a great show. It was fine. And this I thought I was intrigued by this. But then by the time I saw the finish I, I saw Charlotte come out just looks like she couldn't give two shits. There was the tag fiasco where she couldn't anyway. And then her tapping out Oscar, not Flair in a figure eight, which yeah. could have been an interesting story g- throwing back to that WrestleMania match. But Natty. Yeah. Sharpshooter and,
0: and the audience booted. They didn't want to see that. They didn't want to see I, that. I,
1: I, I uh, mostly just couldn't even.
0: I don't know why. I mean, I, I think maybe this might have been them thanking Natty for doing the work over in Saudi Arabia and really putting a lot of work in this last week, which she really did, uh, promoting the company and being a company company girl. But
1: um, there's 27 other ways to do that. Then there there are, and I it's, they did. it's
0: really not realizing what they have with Natty and what they have with Oscar. To me, yeah. it's like do you got you guys really don't understand how Natty is perceived by the crowd versus how Asuka is perceived by the crowd? You really don't because
1: Natty it, is one of the final remnants of an era that we're trying to move past. But she's she's
0: also an incredible worker, and I'll give her that. She Tec-
1: totally is. Technical A Great standpoint, leader of the women's locker room, training, all of that kind of stuff.
0: She had some some great transitions and moves in this that were very, very good, as she always does. She also has some moves that are absolute crap. Her discus clothesline is garbage. Um, and she has this weird thing where she just... She's got some times where she's got major pepper on her, on, her, on her actions and her moves. And there's other times where she just telegraphs and is slow as a sloth. And it's, it drives me insane.
1: That discus clothesline looks really good when Anvil does it. N- not so much when Natty does it.
0: Yeah. It looks really good when Brian Cage does it. Sure, Not oh, Natty. Oh, God. Uh, anyway, so frustrating match, and I, I want to say that it's just us being biased for Asuka, but it's it's not just us. That's just no. a, a general perception and a head-scratching booking, and I, I'm, I have no idea what the hell they were thinking here. And if they try to yep. make Natty and Charlotte a team and to make that a thing, it's only going to get worse for them.
1: Yep. You, uh, you guys know how I feel about Natty at this point, so... <laughs>
0: Couple Moving final, on. couple final things on Raw: Zelina Vega and Andrade teamed up against Carolina, Catalina, Carolina. Who knows? They don't either. And Sin Cara. Um, so this and this started off as Sin Cara versus Andrade. Then it was Sin Cara and, and Andrade with managers, and now it's managers and wrestlers in a in an intergender tag team. And no matter what, Andrade and Zelina win. Sure. I don't. Okay. I don't know what the story is here, but. Um, Hey, let's get all the Latin kids in one match, right? Cool. We have a huge... I mean, they do have a huge Latino division on Raw. They're all insanely talented. And at least they're not coming out with pinatas and dancing around and just having a good time. This week. So at least there's that. But it's still... It it, it was obviously... It was treated as the afterthought that Vince obviously thinks that it is. Yeah. Which is too bad. Uh, Also an afterthought, Buddy Murphy and Cedric Alexander... Uh, reminiscing on their two five live days and having this a nice is, little match.
1: This is where I lost my shit with the crowd. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's impossible for these two guys to have a bad match. Period. Hard stop. And it, yeah, it's, Im- it's impossible. This was maybe the deadest spot I've heard the crowd. Yep. Like they look, they've had much better matches that were just craziness, but this was still a fantastic match. And they they both put in a lot of good work here and just dead. Like you could hear crickets chirping. And that really turned me on the crowd. So come on, Nassau Coliseum. Well, come on, come on, Long Island. To their
0: credit, WWE gave them nothing to care about. Uh, here's Buddy Murphy, who you—they've done a terrible job of getting over. Here's Cedric Alexander, who they've done virtually nothing with, who we thought was having some sort of push, and then it just went nowhere. Stop, start pushes, uh, and they have a match. Why should the crowd care? Why should the crowd care? This was a two or five live match on Raw. There was no story. There was no stakes. There was nothing to this match other than a showcase, and they wouldn't even let the guys go out and do that yeah, because they didn't want to upset got, the top of the card.
1: We so. got a long road to get to Survivor Series, gang. Um, there's, there's a lot that – I mean, the NXT stuff is fantastic. I need to start seeing the Raw and SmackDown interactions. I need to start seeing some actual building of, of heat between the brands. And I feel like we've, we're down to the last couple of weeks here, and I, I, don't know, I don't feel it yet. I need to feel it. I need to and be invested in Survivor Series to care because I, I love Survivor Series. Yeah. It's one of my favorite pay-per-views. And I, I, just, I, I want this to be bigger. I don't feel good about Survivor Series right now.
0: I, I actually do, and I'll tell you why. Because uh, last night, Friday, and obviously it wasn't, it wasn't their fault. They, they kind of you know, stumbled into it. But last night, Friday Night SmackDown was really exciting to me. Some of the matches they're already making for Survivor Series are exciting to me. Sure. So, you know, and and some of the possibilities that are still open for Survivor Series are exciting to me. The fact that NXT is involved is exciting. I think that there's lots of possibilities. They have lots of opportunities. I'm keeping all my fingers and toes crossed that they take those opportunities. Skeptically
1: optimistic, you are.
0: I am skeptically optimistic. <laughs> the, the couple of stumbles on Raw, uh, I don't feel like they doubled down on the invasion the way that they should have, but. Hey man, there's still, as you said, we got some road to go, and hopefully they pick up those pieces, and we end up having a good Survivor Series.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what we uh, exactly, Dog Ziggler. Thank you, Dog exactly. Ziggler.
0: Dog Ziggler yeah. agrees with me.
1: Yeah. So what we don't have to worry about, and what it was absolutely fantastic, was something else that went down this weekend. Oh man. So Ian, we need to go over and break down what went down on New Japan Power Struggle. So, Nick, I'm going to go
0: piece by piece here. We're going to start with those tag matches and just roll through those because the top of the show was such hot fire, ladies and gentlemen, that Nick actually had to text me at work screaming, all caps.
1: At, at five, in five in the morning here. <laughs> and, and like, oh my
0: God, you won't believe what's happening. This is supposed to be a B show. This is the last show before Wrestle Kingdom, except for the tag league. Yeah. And this is usually just kind of like a, a gimme show. And frankly, the main event, in my opinion, was a gimme match. We knew what was going to happen, and it did. But there was some other stuff however, that, that went down. We got some other stuff <laughs> yeah. that happened. Um, we did have a couple of tag matches. Clark Connors, T- uh, Titan, T.J. Perkins, and Volador Jr. Beat Jushin Liger, Rieski Taguchi, Tiger Mask 4, and Yuya Uamura. Fine. Uh, it was a fun little match. Bullet Club, which is El Fantasmo and Taiji Ishimori, uh, the champs, the junior heavyweight champs, tag champs, beat Robbie Eagles and Rocky Romero. Uh, which is good because they need to look strong going into Wrestle yep. Kingdom. Uh, you had Evil Sonata and Shingo Takagi Mm-mm. mm. defeating Su- Suzuki Gun in the that, um, which is just a rivalry that I'll I'll never get sick of. Gobernables oh, no. versus Suzuki Gun every day of the week. All uh, six Suzuki- of those guys
1: beating the hell out of each other. I could watch that. That could be an entire pay per view for this. And as your as
0: boy, your boy was part of Suzuki Gun tonight, man. Lance oh. Archer along with Minoru Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. It's looking like. They're they're recognizing what they have in Lance Archer. They're putting him with Minoru and Zach, who are the two like kind of top Suzuki Gun guys. Yes. Um, so that was nice. Although they did they did lose. Uh, Zach Saber did eat the pin. Sonata rolled him up. I like that they're continuing their little feud from the G1. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Archer afterwards challenged David Finley for when they're in California. He said he said you've been running your mouth. Let's go you and me for my U.S. title. Mm. So lucky people in San Jose, I believe, are getting that match. Mm-hmm. Then Nick, the the real stuff started happening.
1: All hell broke loose.
0: <laughs> well, we had Tanahashi and Abushi in a tag match, uh, defeating Kazuchika Okada and Mister Pinfall Eater Yoshihashi himself. Right. Uh, Tanahashi pinning Mister Yoshihashi. The real thing happened after the match, though. When as they were celebrating, Tanahashi's in the ring doing his uh, doing his air guitar. When who should pop up on the screen? But a whole bunch of Tanahashis, a whole bunch of Tanahashis in bad wigs.
1: Yeah, the guy, Yana, weren't they Young Lions dressed up in bad wigs? and I, Who you know. knows?
0: The jobbers. Yeah. Local enhancement yeah. talent dressed up in right. Tanahashi wigs and pretending to badly air guitar. And they all start getting beat up by a guy in a spiked leather jacket with long blonde hair and a, a weird hat and weird makeup. And he turns around.
1: It's Chris Jericho! Oh, God! It's the pain maker!
0: Chris Jericho is back, challenges Tanahashi to a match at Wrestle Kingdom, and it's official. Chris Jericho, current AEW champ, Versus Hiroshi Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom. Oh. Good Lord.
1: Oh, man. It is official. Uh, So that whole, the way that that was delivered, uh, that was, so this is actually where I started watching the show because I was up Saturday night playing some video games after we had gotten done with the show and gotten those posted. And I happened to look at Twitter and I saw something, something Jericho uh, from Wrestling Observer. And I went, oh, Oh, gotta go watch this, yep. <laughs> And that's kind of where I started and watched till the end of the show. and Went back and watched the uh, Lance Archer show, but yeah, th- this I could not stop watching uh, when I when I started watching this. The entire rest of the show, yeah. No,
0: from here on out, it was it was good stuff. Um, I just I, I'm very curious about this because it makes you wonder what their relationship is with AEW. Supposedly it's chilly, and yet the AEW champs come to Wrestle Kingdom. Interesting. Uh, From all reports, Gato and Okada both want to have a nicer relationship with AEW. It's just the higher-up brass that's still pissed off about how AEW was formed over their, you know, (laughs) taking their money out of their pockets.
1: They'll get over it.
0: Basically, I, I think everyone will be happier if they do, and they'll have an easier time getting into the U.S. if they team up with AEW, I feel.
1: And access to Omega and Moxley and the Young Bucks and Jericho and 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 Cody and, and,
0: and it, it makes their guys bigger deals in the US if you've got Totally their, if you've got a program like AEW that's on TNT and you can put your top guys on TNT in front of millions of people in the US, goddamn do it.
1: And you've got Okada out there no lobbying brainer. to do more in the US, which yeah. led to the North American tour. So your top guy in New Japan wants to do more in the US. We have this relationship with AEW. We AEW has all those guys that kind of cut their teeth uh, right. in the last few years over in New Japan. They know, they're they know familiar how New with Japan how it works. all works. Exactly. It, this Do writes
0: it. itself. Pull the trigger. <laughs> pull the trigger, New Japan.
1: Do Come it. Come on.
0: Come on. Make it happen. Make the deal. I'm going to pull a shy and go, just do it exactly <laughs> so yes jericho tanahashi is official uh the, mm. the show went on we were only halfway done with the show at that point we next had uh, tetsuya naito defeating Chi to finally put him in the rearview mirror thank goodness sure
1: and that then made we you had, happy
0: <laughs> that made me so happy yes uh we had the finals of the junior tag team championships uh sorry the junior tag team tournament uh the winners of the tournament go on to face the champs which is of course el Fantasmo and uh uh, bone soldier at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, the final match was uh, Roppongi 3K, which of course is Sho and Yo, defi- uh, over Suzuki Gun, which was Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanamaru. Fun match. Uh, it was basically Sho getting his ass kicked. <laughs> and then finally, 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 beating El Desperado. Show and Yo, as I predicted, are your uh, winners of the Junior Tag Team Tournament. They're going to go on and uh, face Ishimori and ELP. Mm. At Wrestle Kingdom, of what course a match that'll be, and uh, they set it up right away. ELP and Ishimori came down after the match, beat up Show and Yo, mm. uh, took their t- their their championship trophies and their belts and ran off with them. Those bastards. Uh, we next had a t- a title match, never open weight title match. Kenta, the current champion, versus Tomohiro Ishii. My jaw is still loose from watching this match. That was there was some hard hits here, Nick.
1: I'm still hurting. Like I'm still sore just from watching this match. Uh, Kenta kicks are back, folks. They're Ow His <laughs> thighs are looking jacked. I don't know if you've seen his thighs, but it that dude They look like redwood some...
0: tree trunks, yes. Dude. <laughs> he has been doing some squats. He's like he's getting up to like Tyler Bate territory with those things. God. Um and yeah, and some of the I mean some of the forearms too. Just like just teeth rattling. Uh, great, just hard-hitting match, very nice. But he ended up defeating Tomohiro Ishii, retaining the NEVER Openweight Championship. Good, I think that's a good call. I'm curious to see who he will face, Russell Kingdom. Yeah, me too. Uh, next, left? next, brace yourself, Nick, because this is the match that uh, this is this is when things happen.
1: Oh, I'd, I'd like to provide some commentary here too when you get to the end of this one, if you don't mind.
0: Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. So we had this is uh, where
1: I came really into a lot of
0: things. <laughs> we had. A uh, a junior heavyweight championship match: Will Osprey versus Bushi. Uh, Bushi, of course, did spray Will Osprey in the face with poison mist during the junior tag team tournament, which made Will Osprey lose that tournament, cost him that uh, that tournament. And so Osprey said, "Fine, you want a championship match? You got it, Bushi. Let's go." And Will Osprey basically painted the walls with Bushi in this match. At one point, literally, Nick. Because this is when Nick, this is when Nick, ladies and gentlemen, started texting me. Yeah, was when one particular spot happened. Nick, yep. do you want to talk about this spot that, Th- that blew? This your is mind? where
1: I, I'd like to come in. So I, I was watching along, and I, I had it on like my other monitor that's up here, and I'm doing other stuff, and and I hear the call that Will Osprey kissed bushy and and stole the poison mist out of Bushy's mouth. Yeah, and then misted him. Yeah, <laughs> and Bushi- I, I just wait, wait, what? <laughs> What just happened?
0: I've very rarely seen that spot, if ever. and yeah, I, know, Bushi, I haven't
1: yet. That's the first time for me. Bushy
0: went for the poison mist. Will Osprey covers his mouth, leans in, smooshes him, pulls back, and mists Bushi. Uh, and then <laughs> Bushi rolls outside... Ends up misting Will Osprey. They're both yeah. blind. Somehow
1: he had another capsule or something, and he ends up misting Osprey. Well, there's mist the ring, everywhere. The, the entire <laughs> ring is black. They're they're, they're <laughs> covered in black mist. It looks red
0: like- shoes. Red shoes because they're blind. <laughs> red shoes eats an Oz cutter. Yes, dude, sold it like death. Uh, and it's we got a whole long period while there's just no ref. Finally, a ref comes back into the ring. Yeah, and uh, Will Osprey finally ends up Stormbreaker. Bushi is down, stands up after the match and says, Essentially, is there no one else? He's beaten everybody in the junior heavyweight division. He owns the division. No one can touch him. He's held the belt forever. He's beaten everybody. He listed off everyone in the division. He yeah. said, Is there no one? I, who am I going to face at Wrestle Kingdom? Call the best. No,
1: I'm going to have this belt forever. I've beaten everybody. Yeah. There's, there's nobody left. And at this point, I'm texting Ian going. Oh my God, you wouldn't believe this spot sh- with the mist, with yeah. Bushi, and just. He's shooting. No, hold on, Nick. Mid-text, before we get to the next part, I'm going.
0: This is, this is one for the, uh, the YouTube crowd here because. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Someone answered Wait, his challenge. Are, are you going to miss ch- someone, the camera? <laughs> someone, someone answered uh, Will Ospreay's challenge. I'm just going to. Sorry. Oh my it God, through. it's
1: Gerald. You haven't is back. seen him.
0: Yes, uh, because who came back on New Japan Power Struggle to challenge Will Ospreay? for the Junior Heavyweight Championship, Wrestle Kingdom, Hiromu Takahashi!
1: He's
0: back! Time Bomb! Time Bomb is back. Time Bomb is back. Oh, man. As as someone who was at the show where he broke his neck, where Dragon Lee broke Hiromu's neck, we did not know if Hiromu would ever come back. Uh, <laughs> right. And he was back. He, Daryl and Carol, he was carrying both of them. Uh, this is why I pulled out Gerald over here. Uh, he yeah he had him all back he got in the ring he started bumping all over the ring like a madman of course because that's what he does and then he challenged Will Ospreay while in a neck bridge to prove that his neck was fine and he said he, would, he wasn't going to change his style of wrestling and then they ended up hugging it out and challenge accepted
1: so I want to for the f- uh, just to recap I want to read the text exchange that happened oh God. so that people understand here so it's 3.55am <laughs> for me on the east coast and I sent in a text, and I said, "Uh, da, 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 da. I said, hey, uh, did you see the news about Tanahashi Jericho booked for Rescuing 14?" He went, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> she the- I said, "Hey, also, Bushi Osprey is nuts. There's effing mist everywhere." <laughs> Nick,
0: Nick, spoiling power struggle for me. Thanks. So buddy.
1: I didn't think it was gonna lead to what it led to. To be yeah. to be clear, I said, "Yeah, Osprey effing kissed Bushi and took the mist out of his mouth, and then misted Bushi." And you were like, "WTF?" GD, I love New Japan. And I said, and then he shot on the whole division saying, I've beaten everyone. There's no one else. Lights drop. Want to take a guess? (laughs) And you're like, Hiromu! (laughs) Hiromu! (laughs) Uh, So that was a lot of fun. uh, Just so there's There's a little bit more to talk about with Power Struggle, but that was probably the highlight of some New Japan that I've probably seen since the G1.
0: I'm that, so that happy moment. he's
1: back. Yeah. It's such a feel-good oh. moment,
0: man. Like, talk about a dude that we were really terrified for, and I, I'm I'm just so happy he's back.
1: Yeah.
0: And he's coming back challenging for the championship, and he's probably gonna win it, and Osprey's gonna go heavyweight, and that's just that's also great. What it's a great all story
1: for twenty nineteen for Will Osprey, if that's the case. And Holy smokes.
0: And there was a press conference yesterday that they had. Which is a lot of good stuff. Like Osprey said that they should be headlining Wrestle Kingdom, which is which is hilarious. They shouldn't, but it's that's you know that's awesome. Jay White then shut on Will Osprey and was like, "No, come on, dude." Yeah. Um, but at the same time, awesome. But uh, Will Osprey came in.
1: I love your enthusiasm, as, kid. As you, as, <laughs> right. It's basically as, what Jay White said.
0: If you if you followed Osprey and Hiromu's uh, over the years, uh, Hiromu once brought Osprey some fried chicken that he. Well, he didn't make it. He got it from 7-Eleven. But still, he sure. brought him some fried chicken. They yeah. bring each other gifts. So yeah. Will Ospreay brought a gift to the press conference. He brought a Peppa Pig stuffed animal, uh, uh, plushie, It was dressed up like Will Ospreay. It was wearing an Assassin's Creed outfit. He gave him a little Peppa Pig. And, oh. and uh, so now, now there's another member of, uh, of uh, Hiromu's family. Yeah. So Feel good stuff, Nick. Feel good mm. stuff over in New Japan. All the feels. Wasn't done yet because the final match of the night was the gimme match. Jay White versus Goto. Ah, uh, for the Intercontinental Championship. There's no way they were taking off of Jay White at this point. But at I least don't they know. Made- they were
1: they were making me Dude, believe that maybe course. there's a chance that Goto could pull off this hail mary after the G1 run that he had.
0: Oh, you poor that- sweet innocent summer I,
1: child. I know, I know. I'm a yeah. sucker.
0: Yeah, it's, it, that's okay. That's why you love this stuff because uh, yeah. it did take it took like half a bullet club to keep Goto down. Ah, uh, you had Gato get in and pull the ref uh, after uh, he threw the GTR on on Jay White. Gato gets in. Shibata comes in. Nice. and takes out Gato. And then you had Kenta run in. He takes out Goto for real. Jay White gets the pin. One, two, three. After the match, he calls out Okada. Jay White gets in and says, come on, Okada. I want both my belts. Let's go. And who should come Bring out? Come out. But Naito. <laughs> Naito comes out to the ring and is like, I want my championship belt back. And White, of course, says, no, you don't deserve it. Then out comes Ibushi. He's just happy to be there. He looks pretty. Until Okada comes out and Okada says, what the hell is all this crap about two belts? This is the only important belt right here, which kind of buried the IC belt, which is kind of lame. (laughs) Um, But this is the only important belt right here, the heavyweight championship. Um, How about this? Naito, you want both belts so bad, we'll put it to a vote. You love those votes, don't you, Naito? Which is a, if you guys know your New Japan history, that is a harsh burn. Harsh burn on Naito. uh, Because that's, that's basically where the fans turn on Naito when they, they had a uh, the previous side of vote at Wrestle Kingdom for who was going to main event. And Naito mm. was supposed to be the main event, and he was not. So he got burned by the fans. So that one was a nice burn on Naito there. And, uh, but the problem was this this just ended with them just kind of staring at each other and Okada going, how about a vote? And then pff, it just ended.
1: So yeah, kind of a lame flash. finish.
0: Kind of a lame finish to this, but it has been announced. It did do a vote. It's been announced. It's official. We're going to have Okada and Ibushi for the Heavyweight Championship. Winner of that faces the winner of Jay White and Naito. And then the next day, it's going to be a unification. Or not a unification, but basically a both belt match. You're going to have Two a belts, kind yeah. of championship before, uh, against heavyweight championship winner take all. So people, if you are a fan of Ibushi, he might win both belts. Okada might win both belts. Jay White very likely could win both belts. Or if you're one of those Naito faithful, he still, it's possible. You could finally have your years of fandom rewarded and they could finally give Naito his due.
1: You know who it is? Have to be the first one. That we haven't referred to in quite a while. Naito! Nick? Naito, Naito Nick, girl.
0: I've asked you kindly to never Naito girl on this show.
1: Okay. Don't All ever right, Naito sorry. girl. I had to do it one time, you know, because we, we're a couple months away from Wrestle Kingdom here. It's the first week of January. So, no. oh, God, it's built. Like, this is how you build your biggest pay per view. Like, I am ready. I know everything that's going to go down. The card is set for the most part. I have two months of anticipation, and what what else is left? Uh, super Tag League? That's that's the only thing we got between yeah, just, now and just then?
0: Yeah, just Tag League. That's it. And then it's
1: Wrestle so, King- <laughs> Oh, my God. i got to sit around for two months and just anticipate and build and be emotionally invested yeah. in just about every match that's going down at Wrestle Kingdom at this point.
0: That's This is how it should Fantastic. be.
1: Fantastic. Yeah,
0: we're really well done on their part. Lots of just enormous, enormous matches. It'll be very curious to see if they can pull off a two-day show. Mm. That's a lot, but I'm very much looking forward to it. New yeah. Japan killing mm. the game. But we're not done yet today, Nick. we got to head over and talk about 205 Live and NXT UK.
1: Oh, I, I need a breather after that last segment. <laughs> Well, I'll give you a breather here. I got myself worked up Saturday night because you got excited when we were texting back and forth, and then we talked about it after you got to watch it before the show today and just, oh, oh God, it's so good over in New Japan right now. I mean, just since since since, uh, Osprey pretty much uh, winning that junior heavyweight bout earlier this year all the way through the G1, all the way for the rest of the year, it's just been absolutely fantastic. They've been killing it in New Japan.
0: Is there anybody in any company right now who is higher on your list of Wrestler of the Year than Osprey? No, and I know Without he's our hesitation, boy. No, I know he's our boy. We love us some Osprey, but like that aside, just objectively, objectively, has anyone possibly had a better year than Will Osprey?
1: Any uh, sheer volume plus the number of uh, moments? No.
0: Volume, work rate, quality—you know—I think I think it's
1: Gargano's in there, but I don't think he's anywhere close to what Osprey's done in terms of um, volume.
0: Not in terms of volume, man. Yeah, you know? I mean, like, the three Adam consistent. Cole
1: matches, but uh, that was about it, right? Yeah, so, I, yeah, no, there, nobody.
0: Yeah, nobody. no, you had you had Osprey. I mean, you you had uh, what, like you had the the um. He did everything this year. He was even he was in the G one and he was in the uh, uh, best of Super Juniors. You know, he did two tournaments in a row, for God's sake. Yeah. And then he turned around and did a tag tournament while being champ and defending his belt. Like, unreal. Oh, wow. Unreal year. And like, how many, many matches did he have that were, you know, all-time matches? Yeah, totally. So, no, Ospreay's hitting on all stones. But we're not talking about Osprey anymore. We're talking about 205 Live in NXT UK. Uh, 205 Live, it looks like it's becoming more and more NXT every week. Uh, during the NXT invasion, we did have some NXT stars facing off against 205 Live stars. Swerve Scott beat Arya Davari. Jack Gallagher got his win back uh, from when he was on NXT by defeating Ray Jazikov. And Raul Mendoza dropped in to challenge Leo Rush for the championship belt. He did lose, but it was a really entertaining match. What's yep. interesting here, Nick, is this week, 205 Live ain't on the road. It's in Florida. Nope. It's coming it's to you sale. live, live from Full Sail University. Is this the beginning of Two Hundred Five Live becoming NXT Two?
1: The beginning? No, I think they're going to absorb the cruiserweight division, and Two Hundred Five Live is going to be deprecated. Basically, I, I think we're going to see. We, we've already heard them call the, the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, and now with the move to full sale rather than being a taped thing after Smackdowns, it's you know this is kind of the prophecy happening. Like this is what we all sort of thought should happen, and thankfully is does seem to be happening is they're absorbing the cruiserweight division just into NXT now that they've got two hours weekly live there's so much talent sitting idle over in the cruiserweight division right now please 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 they would fit in famously on NXT please make this happen
0: use them use yes. them well yeah yes. so I'm excited to see where they're going with that if that's going to be a constant thing a one-off one to help build Survivor Series what the plan is there but yeah. Uh, I'm very curious, very interested to see where that goes. Over in NXT UK, a couple of interesting developments. Cassius Ono has been busy over there basically being gatekeeper all over again. Uh, he had a match with A-Kid. I forgot A-Kid is now in NXT UK. He's awesome. Uh, uh, A-Kid did win, did win this match by getting the countout victory, barely getting in the ring. Cassius Ono was left outside, but beat him up after A-Kid got beaten down by Cassius Ono and was saved by Tyler Bate. Great way to get A-Kid over. Have uh, you know the, one of the top guys in that division, uh, put him over by you know just just by being next to him, coming out to save him and making him look good in this Cassius ono match. We also had Rhea Ripley who's still doing some work over there. She teamed up with Piper Niven and uh, they pretty much mopped the floor with Jazzy Gabbert and Ginny, uh, which I think was more about passing the torch to Piper. I think Rhea is finishing up her stuff in NXT UK and heading over to NXT proper. Yeah, and she's starting to get Piper Niven over uh, because I kind of feel like Piper's going to be heading for Kaylee Ray, who's currently the champ in NXT UK, and the two of them had some really great matches on ITV when that was a thing, and sure. I feel like they're going to go back into that at some point in the next month or so. Because right now it seems like um, Z- uh, Br- Kaylee Ray had a promo too. Zaya Brookside and Tony Storm were mentioned. Tony Storm has been out for a while ever since she dropped it to Kaylee Ray, yep. and um, so I feel like they're kind of lining up some interim people for Kaylee Ray. Uh, still, I'm not, I know you think Tony's coming to NXT proper, but I'm not convinced yet based on how they're they're working some of this stuff.
1: I think you know I don't want to throw shade at NXT UK because I actually I actually really like that promotion. It, I try to watch it as often as I can, uh, and I like a lot of the folks that are over there, a lot of the superstars that are over there. I I just is it hurtful for me to say that I feel like she's getting lost over there or it's a missed opportunity to put her on a bigger stage with the amount of talent that she – I mean, two years ago, she had every women's championship belt ever.
0: In the before. world. <laughs> right. She was So I, I just
1: – I don't – and now she's dropped it to Kaylee Ray, which sets up something really nice. I like that Rhea's working over there putting Piper Niven over as the next big thing in, in NXT UK. Fantastic. Love that. We all love Piper. Um, but what's Tony doing? You know, I, that's what I'm. That's what I'm curious about. I, I hate to see her as such a young and very talented up and coming superstar, one that is already world traveled, already been strapped to the moon and back. Why is she not over in NXT whipping the shit out of Shayna Baszler? I don't know. That's that's all. That's where it comes in. Has nothing to do with any personal fanboyisms. Um, that aside, right? That does exist, but that aside, objectively, it just feels like you know, in a place where there's a there's kind of a, a a gap in faces right now in the women's division in NXT. We, yes, we've had Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox come back. Yes, they're filling that gap a little bit, but it feels very heel heavy in the women's division in NXT. She would do a very good job of
0: balancing sort of that, raising
1: out. that up, balancing it out. Yeah.
0: Mm. Well, we'll see what happens. I know, I know, you just want to be wherever Tony Storm is. So, yeah. uh, hopefully, hopefully for your sake, she comes to your NXT, but uh, or just comes back to NXT UK. Love to see her back. Not sure why she's off TV. Yeah, totally. Uh, also returning, Killer Kelly is back. I uh, haven't really mm. seen a whole lot of her. She got injured shortly after the May Young Classic where she had a great match against Mako Satomura. Uh, she is back, and looks like they have a big plan for her as well. So looking to see what they do with Killer Kelly. And finally, Jordan Devlin uh, had a little promo where he dissed Tyler Bate and Dave Mastiff. Dave Mastiff in particular didn't like that, so we had a main event with Jordan Devlin who ended up beating Dave Mastiff and then called out NXT champ Walter. So Devlin versus Walter, that's going to be a fun match. I'd love to see that. Although I have a feeling that he's going to smack Devlin so hard he's going to turn into a pile of dust. Uh, Also, we had a little backstage bit. Speaking of of Walter, Imperium still trying to recruit Ilya Dragunov and they gave him a final ultimatum. Join us or else. Um, Or die. (laughs) Join us or die. I would love to see uh, Devlin and Dragunov teaming up against Imperium, but I don't know if the personalities really work that way. But um, or I, if Dragunov joins Imperium, they're 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 too OP. I think yeah. there's no way there's no way he's joining them. There's no freaking way. So Nick, know. that does never it.
1: say never in WWE, right? <laughs> I'm saying never. Don't okay, do it.
0: I mean, right. Lord knows I'd love to see him in Imperium, and the more Ilya Dragunov, the better. But I'm I'm saying never. Yeah. yeah. Nick, there's a couple more things we got to talk about. Uh, no spoilers,
1: though. Well, Those no, they just came well, out tonight. We,
0: we have a minimum spoiler se- section here, Nick. Let's head okay. over and talk about NWA Power and AW Dark.
1: I, I'm going to let you do this because I haven't watched them yet. I know you've looked into it or, or seen them, so I, I am going to step aside because I'm going to go over here and go, la, 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 well, la, la, la. Well, for
0: those of you who are listening live, I do <laughs> not want to spoil... NWA Power or AEW Dark. So these are not going to be results. This is just going to be like a little bit of wetting your wetting your whistle, wetting your appetite for what's happening tonight on both okay. of these shows. Um, because they did just come out right before we went on. So you probably haven't had enough time to to watch them if you're listening to us live. So I'll be, I'll be nice. There's going to be some very, 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 very light spoilers for uh, NWA Power. Mostly just that things happen, not what specifically happened. So if you really okay. don't want to hear anything about it, Just fast forward about five minutes. But here we go. On NWA Power, this is why you should watch it this week. There is a major title change. There's an unexpected heel turn. There's a brand new NWA all-time record set, and it may be unbreakable. They may never break this record. All of this happened in one hour today on NWA Power. So if you were thinking about... About watching it you weren't sure you're kind of on the fence there's three reasons why you should watch nwa power today it was another fantastic show from those boys so i'm
1: i'm absolutely loving nwa power i, I did not expect to enjoy being thrown back to the, to the days of your of studio wrestling but i i have to fully admit i'm having an absolute blast and all it's doing is churning up a lot of those memories of the Horseman and Flair doing those promos and sure. just, oh, God. It, it, I am loving it so much. And it's people like Aldis and Boom Boom Cabana and just people that I know that we've been following for the last James few Storm. years. Storm, yeah. Storm, absolutely. yeah. Totally. So, so. I, absolutely. If you're not watching it, head to the YouTube channel. We've got the, the uh, I've got a playlist of all of them right there, both AEW Dark and NWA Power. I'm going to say
0: this River, right River. now, Nick. This may be your favorite episode yet. Oh, <sighs> Moving on
1: to AEW Dark.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Text me when you're done. Tell me what you think. Yep. Uh, moving on to AEW Dark. Check that out because it is going to be Sean Spears versus Michael Nakazawa. Mercedes mm. Martinez and Big Swole versus Ali and Sadie Gibbs. And Jurassic Express with Mar- Marco Stunts now going out as, as baby Dino. Like he's going out there as baby Luchasaur. It's, he's got like a little dinosaur mask and everything. I'm curious to see what they Aww. do with that. Jurassic Express versus Joey Janela and Jimmy Havoc. So those are some reasons to watch both NWA Power and AEW Dark.
1: Oh, oh. well, Ian, that's our show for this week, and thank you. No, no, nope, wait. We're not done just yet. We've got just enough time for our other news lightning round. Beep, 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 Oh, yeah, I mentioned
0: Shibata earlier. Well, guess what? Shibata's trying to pull a Daniel Bryan. Apparently he's been what? jumping all over his doctors trying to get cleared to freaking wrestle. You saw him eat a couple of bumps when he was tussling with Gato there, nothing too serious. But uh, yeah, he really wants to come back, and you can't blame him. That being said, unlike Daniel Bryan, the thing that took Shibata out of the game nearly killed him. I don't know how you come back from that, but we'll see. Was, the-
1: I, was I the only one that was uncomfortable watching him taking bumps during power struggle there at the end? When they I was beat like, him oh up. God,
0: don't kill him. When Kenta turned and beat up Shibata, I was so uncomfortable because I'm like, don't
1: hit him in the head. Don't hit him in the no, head. It, it was oh, kind of like watching um, what was at a Daniel Bryan take a Canadian destroyer and a last shot <gasps> kick to the back of the head. I
0: was <gasps> like, Oh, God, no, no, not those moves. Not am diving headbutt, Daniel. <laughs> oh,
1: God. Yeah,
0: but Daniel Bryan had issues. Like he had some concussion issues, but it was also an issues with his neck. Shibata had a, had a brain aneurysm, oh, a, con, a contusion God. or whatever the hell it was. His brain was bleeding. He almost died.
1: It's not supposed to do that.
0: It's not supposed to. Your brain isn't supposed to bleed. Right. Don't uh. headbutt people so hard that you split your scalp open and give yourself a, a contusion on the surface of your brain, man. Uh, so that madman may be coming back to wrestle some more. And if he does, I will mark I will mark the hell out because Shibata yeah, is responsible for some of, some of my favorite matches in New Japan. So good Lord. Uh, it has been reported that Randy Orton... Really, really, really wanted his faction with the revival to happen. He really wanted to have Randy KO or revival KO happen.
1: FTR KO, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Thank you. And uh, apparently, he even went to Vince and pitched the hell out of it to Vince, and Vince said no and split them up. So yeah, I don't know if it's really wise to not give uh, give no F's Randy Orton what he wants at this point. Because Randy has been very clear online that he gives no F's anymore and would be happy to go to AEW. Now, his contract isn't up till apparently summer of 2020, but that ain't far away. And There's some
1: back and forth teasing with the revival as well online. Yeah. We'll be together soon. <laughs> uh, not today, but, and I'm going. When well, their oh contracts
0: boy. are up in spring of 2020, supposedly. So, because they they had to, they renewed their They had that one-year deal year. at WrestleMania. One-year right. deal. One-year deal yep. at WrestleMania. We'll give you the championships. We'll give you a whole bunch of stuff. And instead, they get a bunch of stop-start pushes. And they're the champs, but...
1: I mean, they get title runs, so they, get they have title both runs, titles now. So. But it's
0: it's more like they're just clothes hangers that they're hanging these props <laughs> on. Right? They're not they're not treated like champs. So, we'll see what happens with that. I, I for one, would love it. <laughs> If instead of the outsiders, we had Randy Orton and the Revival show up on AEW, what are they doing in the in the AEW zone? Oh. oh my God, in the Dynamite Zone, it's Randy Orton. Oh, it's it's uh, it's Randall Kenneth. Yeah, right. And the and the comebacks. Uh, that would be that would be very interesting indeed. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so we shall see. Uh, Alexa Bliss. Apparently, uh, the reason we haven't seen a lot of her, she's out with a shoulder injury. Uh, for those of you who, who thought she was injury prone before, she's out with a shoulder injury. No timetable for when she's going to return. Uh, hopefully, she's she didn't injure her coffee drinking shoulder, I hope, for her sake. Thanks, Nia. Uh, yes, thanks, Nia. Or thanks, thanks, Bia Priestley. you got to pick on somebody else who's a botcher to, these days, man. Naya's no, I out.
1: don't. Okay. No, I don't.
0: Anyway. Uh, Joaquin Wild has been cleared to wrestle, so we may see him back in NXT. Uh, I don't remember what he was out for, but apparently he was injured. But he has been cleared to wrestle, so he'll be back. Uh, Kelly Klein, who got wrapped up in that whole Joey Mercury leaving Ring of Honor kerfuffle, uh, has tweeted out that she just wants Ring of Honor to be better. She's not trying to crap on the company. She's trying to make it a better work environment. But she also let us everyone know that there is absolutely no concussion protocol in Ring of Honor to speak to Joey Mercury's claims that Ring of Honor does not have the health of their wrestlers in mind uh, and often don't have the proper amount of medical staff on hand for their shows. Um, our champ, champ, our, our staff, or our sorry, staff, our listener, pick'em champ, champ. Andy Jessup actually showed a picture of a recent Ring of Honor show where the line was virtually non-existent,
1: about eight deep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was it was pretty brutal. So you
1: didn't need to get there too early, I think, is what he was implying.
0: <laughs> uh I think you probably got you could have gotten those tickets for a song. Right, they're, oh they're, man. They're, Going on the street begging people to come in. Uh, and finally, Natalia uh, has said that Evolution 2 will happen, and that it'll happen sooner rather than later. Which is interesting, because WWE has moved Evolution to the retired pay-per-view page of their streaming app. So, two different messages being sent. One by a person who really has no authority to create a pay-per-view. And the other thing, right. the other thing by the company that actually puts on the pay-per-view. So, believe what you will. Uh, but doesn't look like we'll be seeing evolution anytime soon unless you listen to Natalia. And, and that's, that's
1: a true. shame because it was a really fantastic show last year. So I, Unbelievably I, you know.
0: good. Um, and, and it really did take the taste, it put the taste back in our mouths from the Saudi Arabia show. Speaking sure. of which, uh, the Saudi Arabia show, actually one more little piece of news. Uh, yeah. I was going to put this in the big news section. Totally forgot about it because we had things to get to. But uh, WWE is aware to appease its shareholders after all the shaky rumors coming out about Saudi Arabia and possibly them not being on the same page. They came out and announced that their deal with Saudi Arabia has actually been extended by two years and would include 100% official two shows a year before it was not officially announced. Now it's official. It's going to 2029, and there will be two shows a year in Saudi Arabia for that time. Okay, shareholders, are you comfortable now? And that's the news.
1: So all this, all this, as you said, kerfuffle about broken planes and Vince not getting paid and superstars going online. Ah, oh, let's double down and let's just do two shows every year for the next ten years. Yeah, we'll well, apparently they, guaranteed. Got
0: paid, they got paid sixty million back in September. Ah, yeah. uh, so I guess they're not. It's not like a regularly scheduled payment, or there's some sort of weird crap going on with it. But I guess they're comfortable enough with it, or they. I think I think it's just because, like we said last week on the show. Uh, their stock just plummeted after their quarter three call.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so It I takes think they time to... to get
1: oil out of the ground, you know? <laughs> anyway, guys, that's our show. Thank you very much for tuning in, and thank you very much to our phenomenal ones for hanging out in the chat with us live right here on YouTube. And, hey, in case you didn't know, guys, We're on YouTube live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern and every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern right here at YouTube.com slash Busted Wide Open. Make sure you throw a like on the videos that you watch and enjoy. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. And lastly, make sure you hit that little notification bell because I pre-schedule all these things and you'll get alerts when we're going live so you can come hang out with us in the live chat. But YouTube.com slash Busted Wide Open. Make sure you subscribe for our now twice weekly segments and shows that we Mm. do all throughout the week. Uh, you can also head over to Facebook, search for Busted Wide Open, like our page right there, and send us a join request to get into the BWO discussion group and hang out with the rest of the Phenomenal Ones, post up some news clips, uh, funny memes, any kind of good stuff, but no no spoilers. Bad, bad, bad. No more on the spoilers. Uh, we had to deal with all that stuff again this week, so just... Stop with the spoilers. If you want to talk spoilers and you want to talk about stuff as it's happening, you'll find a link at the top of our Facebook group for our Discord community, which is live chats, all live, all the time, for all shows all throughout the week. Not only WWE, but New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact, and we've got one now there for, as well, for NWA Power. So you guys can chat. I believe the Champ Champ is going to be in there right after the show tonight, hanging out, watching and talking about NWA Power uh, right after the show here, yeah. but If you want to be the ch- if
0: you want to be the champ, champ, stick around because we are going to have a uh, a listener pickems challenge for Survivor yes. Series, and uh, Andy is putting his title on the line for that. So oh, yeah. maybe a title oh, yeah. change right here on BWO comes Survivor Series.
1: To get in on that, you have to be a patron, however, uh, at least at the $5 tier. So to find that, you have to go over to patreon.com slash BWO. Make sure you're signed up for at least that $5 tier uh, where you can get also the ability to send in listener questions uh, every single week, every Saturday for our patron mailbag series, which used to be the listener questions that we did here on the show. We've now broken that out into its own series. Uh, that you guys have been seeing. I think we got five episodes up of that now over the last few weeks. Hope you guys are enjoying those. We sure are. Uh, and even at the $10 tier there, you can get bonus episodes every single month. So patrons, we love you guys. Thank you so much for all of your support. And uh, if you guys want to get in on some of that, head over to patreon.com slash BWO. Lastly, you can also find us across social media at BWO Podcast, such as you, such as uh, Twitter and on Instagram, where we post some fun stuff every now and then. But my name is Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter at DatacenterDude. And I am
0: Sir Ian Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous.
1: But by God! Somebody stop the damn man!
0: This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out. OrbitalJigsaw.com.